0: You're listening to audio from Queen City Church. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message will encourage you and offer practical steps for a relationship with God that keeps getting better and better. We are in week two of a series that we're calling Hello, My Name Is. And it is a series that is all about identity and and who you are. And by the way, knowing who you are is very important. In fact, our whole kind of theme and our whole idea, big idea behind this series is that when you know who you are, you will know what to do. And I'm challenging you that over the next few weeks, that all of us, that we allow God and that we allow God's word to determine who we are. To let him be the one that says, here's who you are. Here's your identity. In other words, I'm challenging you to let the one who designed you define you. To say, hey, I made you, so let me tell you exactly who you are. And uh, just my show of hands, how many of you have ever had someone tell you something about yourself that ended up completely changing how you saw yourself. Have have you ever experienced that? Have you ever experienced somebody saying, hey, this is who you are, and it ended up like literally changing how you saw yourself? Now, there's been a few times in my life that I can remember, remember where I know I experienced that. One of those was in seventh grade. And it was when Crystal Carter, An eighth-grade cheerleader, hello, told me, you are hot. Would you be my boyfriend? Yeah, she asked me out, no big deal. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, no big deal. It must have been, I played basketball, it must have been my Horace Grant-like rec specs that I wore in seventh grade. Um, They were irresistible. Um, Changed my life. And then in 11th grade, I remember another conversation that I had with my youth pastor. His name was Dave Morgan. And uh, Dave, he asked me to come by the church to play basketball. And I was like, sure, I'll come play basketball. And instead of playing basketball, he wanted to talk to me, those tricky youth pastors. And in that conversation over one-on-one basketball, he looked me in the eyes and he said, Brian, you are a leader. And let me just be honest, up until that point, when I looked in the mirror, I never saw that. And I never thought of myself as a leader, but that conversation planted some seeds that ended up changing my life and led me down a path that led me to this right here, right now. That conversation. On December 1st, 2010, my wife, Heather, who's on the front row, call her my crown. uh, She came in to the bathroom when I was getting ready for bed. And I was brushing my teeth. I remember I was brushing my teeth. And I was probably like in the, in the, near the end, you know, where, where, where you go with the tongue, you know, just to make sure that everything is good. Um, and I, was, I finished my routine, and she just comes up, you know, I got the suds all in my mouth. And she shows me a positive pregnancy test, and she says, You're going to be a dad. And I was like, What? <laughs> and right there in my life, change forever. And um, let me just tell you, like, that's what I've been praying for you in this series. I've been praying that you have some encounters with God over this series where, where, where he tells you like, this is who you are. That you have these, that you experience these life changing moments where God speaks directly to your soul and tells you exactly who you are that changes how you see yourself forever. That's what I've been praying that you would experience during this series. And last week we talked about the fact that you are a son and that you are a daughter. And we talked about the fact that we all wear a lot of labels. And that we, all of us, we all have different hats that we all wear. That's called life that we all have all these labels that we wear from what we do to our jobs, to the roles that we play in our families, that we're a spouse, we're a parent, we're a sibling, we're a grandparent, to our ethnicity, to our sexuality, to our political party, to our Enneagram number and our personality type, to our relationship status, to the unified sports team that we are all cheering for. We all have these labels that we all wear, but the important thing is which one of those labels come first. That's what's really important. Because we all have them, but the important thing is on the depth chart of those labels, which one comes first? Because whichever is first determines the rest and influences the rest. And who gets to choose who gets to go, what goes first? Is it you? What we're saying is that, no, 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 God, you have the right to tell us which one goes first. And what we talked about so what should go first is the fact that all of us, that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And if you missed that message, I highly encourage you to go back and check it out. But this week, if you're taking notes, I wanna talk to you for the next few minutes over this subject, that you are an ambassador. That's what I wanna talk about. Over the next few minutes, this this part where God wants to speak into your identity, where he wants to say you are an ambassador and just warning, full warning, I'm going to go full on coach mode today. This is Super Bowl Sunday. And how I am viewing today is that we are in the locker room pregame. And it is my job to get you ready for what you are about to go step into. Because this is one of those messages where what we do on Sunday, I'm telling you, it should affect our Mondays. And that's a really big deal around here. So I'm asking, let's not play church. Let's not go through some religious motions. Let's lean in today, not to hear from a man, but to hear from God. I believe that he wants to speak to you today. Come on, if you're with me, say, I am. Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, you are an ambassador. Come on, look at your other neighbor, that's your second choice, and tell them you are an ambassador. Okay. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Starting in verse 13, here's what the Bible says. It says, if it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we're in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Verse 16 says, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view and how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God. And by the way, that is the gospel. The gospel is not something that you can earn. It is only a gift that you can receive. It says, this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ. Who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. We're gonna lean into that verse 20 where it says, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. And maybe you're like, What in the world does being an ambassador mean? Here's my simplest definition an ambassador is the highest ranking diplomat sent as a representative from one country to another country. That's what an ambassador is. It's, an, it's, it's, it's the highest ranking diplomat sent as a representative from one country to another country. And in second Corinthians chapter five, God says, that's who you and I are. We're ambassadors. Now ambassadors weren't only around during the Roman empire when the apostle Paul wrote second Corinthians ambassadors still exist today. In fact, the United States right now has ambassadors that are living in different countries all around the world. And right now, different countries from all around the world have ambassadors that live in the United States. But the question is, what does that mean for our lives? What does it mean when God says, Hey, here's who you are. You are an ambassador. So it's like, man, if we know who we are, then we will know what to do. So what does that actually mean for our life? Let me give you three things today. Number one, ambassadors are not citizens of where they live. They are citizens of where they represent. That's what an ambassador is. We have to understand that ambassadors are not citizens of where they live. They are citizens of where they represent. And this is so important for you and I to understand. For example, if I became an ambassador of the United States in New Zealand, come on, shout out to our Kiwi, Lisa M., who leads our admin team, probably in the chat right now, talking to people, ministering to people online. Would love you, Lisa. If I became a, a ambassador of the United States in New Zealand, I would live in New Zealand, but New Zealand would not be my home. I would still be a US citizen, even though I lived in New Zealand. My citizenship would not change based on where I live. So here's why we have to get this. Here's why it's so important. Because when Paul says, you are Christ ambassadors? That's who you are. You are Christ ambassador. Here's what He's saying: This world is not your home. Yeah. You may be living here, but here is not your home. In fact, John chapter 18 verse 36, Jesus said that my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is from another place. First Peter chapter 2 verse 11 says, "Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners. And other translations say you're an alien to this world. You're a temporary resident and foreigners. To keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 14 says, for this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. So my question is, where in the world is that? If there's this home that's not here, where is this home that's yet to come? Well, Philippians chapter three, verse 20, beautifully articulates that we are citizens of heaven. That's who we are. We are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. Listen, church, we are living on earth, but we are citizens of heaven. Billy Graham puts it this way, that my home is in heaven. I'm just traveling through this world. And God is saying, hey guys, don't forget, don't forget that. Like, Don't lose that perspective. The fact that where you are right now is not your home, that you're just traveling through, that if you are a follower of Jesus, if you have made the decision to get saved, if you've given him your life and you've received the free gift of grace, then you are an ambassador, which means that this world is not your home because ambassadors don't live where they are home ambassadors are, 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 not citizens of where they live. They're, they're citizens of where they represent, which says like that, that, I, that, that you are a citizen of heaven, which means that you have, here's why that's so important. That means you have the hope of heaven. I cannot imagine going through what we've went through the last two years without the hope of heaven. I cannot, I cannot imagine going through life without the hope of heaven. That that Hebrews says that that type of hope is like an anchor for your soul, which means that I can get through anything. You know why? Because everything is temporary. I know that I'm just passing through. Listen, this is not the best that it's going to get. Thank God that this life is not the best that it's going to get. Like what's coming is so much better. I love Cincinnati. I love it. I love the people. I love the food. I love the culture. I love the ice cream with the big old chocolate chips. I'm telling you, I love Cincinnati. I love Cincinnati. In fact, God's given me a supernatural love for this city. I love it. I love Cincinnati, but let me tell you, heaven is better. In fact, the book of Revelation just gives us a very small glimpse a very peek into the window of what heaven is going to be like. And listen to what it says in Revelation chapter 21, verse 3 and 4. It says, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live face to face in person with them, and they are going to be his people. God himself will be with them, and he will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying, or pain, there will be no more sickness, no more disease, no more cancer, pandemics, there'll be no more hurt, there'll be no more disappointment, there'll be no more anxiety, depression, there'll be no more racism and division and injustice. All these things are gone forever. Listen, you are an ambassador here on earth but never forget, you are a citizen of heaven. Here's number two, the number two thing that we need to understand about this idea that we are ambassadors. Ambassadors are not elected by people. They are chosen by whoever is in charge. And we have to get this because for us to understand this is who we are. We need to understand that ambassadors are not elected by people. They are chosen by whoever is in charge. You see, every four years, we vote in a very dramatic way on a new president. (laughs) But I don't know if you noticed, we don't vote on ambassadors because they're chosen, they're appointed, not elected. You cannot choose to be an ambassador. You can't go to DC and be like, guys. I declare I'm an ambassador now. That's who I am. Like you can't do that. That's, that's not how it works. Like you, you can't choose, you have to be chosen. So when Paul makes this statement that you are Christ's ambassador, here's what he's saying. Please don't miss this. It's really important. He's saying you are chosen by God saying you're not a leg you are chosen by God it doesn't matter what other people think about you it doesn't matter the labels that other people want to put on you you are chosen by God and it doesn't even matter what you think about you you can say you know what i'm just not good enough i don't have the personality to be that i'm just messed up too much i don't know enough i'm not qualified You may throw yourself labels on you, but you need to hear this. He says, you are chosen. You are chosen by God. And nobody had more moral authority to say this than Paul, because he would have never been the one that others would have chosen to be an apostle. See, the people of that day would not have said, you know who should like plant a whole lot of churches? Paul. Nope. That's not how it worked. Like nobody would have picked him to be the one that ended up writing two thirds of the New Testament that we read today. So nobody had more more authority to say this than Paul. In fact, he had a reputation of persecuting and arresting and even going so far to kill Christians. In fact, right after Jesus completely changes Paul's life in a very supernatural way, Jesus told him to go visit this church leader, by the name of Ananias. And you can read this in Acts chapter nine. But here's what Ananias' response when God said, hey, there's this guy named Saul, but I'm gonna change his name to Paul and uh, he's gonna be coming to you. And here's what his response. He says, but Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things that this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. By the way, can I just pause right here and just say from the Holy Spirit of God, let us never be believers that disqualify other people. Yeah. That because of what people have done in the past, that, that means they can't do something great for God in the future. And he says, he says like, yeah, all these terrible things this guy has done to all the believers, all the church people in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. And listen to what Jesus says in the very next verse. But the Lord said, go for Saul, who he later changed his name to Paul, is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And hear this straight from God today, church. You are God's chosen instrument. That's who you are. You are God's chosen instrument. No matter what you've done in the past, you are God's chosen instrument. No matter what your reputation is, no matter what other people would say about you behind your back or to your face, you are God's chosen instrument. No matter what other people think about you, you are God's chosen instrument. No matter what you think about yourself, you are God's chosen instrument. And earlier in 2 Corinthians chapter five, Paul even tells us what you and I are chosen to do. He says this in verse 17. He says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. By the way, this is what happened if, you may, if you've ever made the decision to follow Jesus. You become a brand new person. Another translation says that you are a new creation. Listen, your old life just didn't get better. No, your old life is gone. And now because of Jesus, you have access to a brand new life. And it goes on to say, and all this is a gift from God who brought us back. And maybe your Bible says other translations say that he reconciled us to himself through Christ. And now God has given us this task, this ministry, this mission, this assignment of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, bringing these two groups together that had broken relationship, no longer counting people's sins against them. And now he gave us this wonderful message and mission of reconciliation. And in the original Greek, that word reconciliation, it just means to change thoroughly, which means that if you are a follower of Jesus, that means your life has been changed. And once your life has been changed, now you have been given the ministry and the mission and the assignment of helping as many people as possible experience now their lives being changed. In other words, that once you, that before you get saved, everything is about you experiencing reconciliation with God. That's what it's all about before you make the decision to follow Jesus, before you get saved, everything is about you experiencing reconciliation with God. But after you get saved, everything is about you helping others experience reconciliation with God. See, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are an ambassador chosen by God on mission to represent Jesus and help as many people as possible experience reconciliation with God. That's who you are. So number one, ambassadors are not a citizen of where they live. They are citizens of where they represent. Number two, ambassadors are not elected by people. They are chosen by whoever is in charge. And then finally, number three, ambassadors are ambassadors at all times. We have to understand this. This is part of who we are. Ambassadors are ambassadors at all times. See, being an ambassador is not a part-time job. It's not even a full-time job that you just clock in and clock out 40 hours a week. See, being an ambassador is an all the time, 24 hour a day, seven day a week, 365 days a year, calling on your life that you and I, we can't pick and choose when and where you want to be an ambassador. It's not like this light switch that you can turn off and on depending on how you feel that day or where you are or who you're around. That's not how it works. Whenever you say yes to being an ambassador, you're always an ambassador at all times. It's not what you do, it's who you are. So at your job, This week, you are not just an employee responding to emails, doing Zoom calls, punching a time clock, getting a paycheck, getting health insurance, getting a matching 401k. No, you are an ambassador that is chosen by God on mission to represent Jesus to your coworkers and your clients and your boss and every single person that you're in a Zoom call with, that every single person that you interact with, you are an ambassador in that moment, in your family. You are not just a brother or a sister. You are not just a son or a daughter. You are not just an aunt or an uncle. You're not just a mom or a dad. You're not just an aunt or an uncle or a grandpa or a grandma, no, you are an ambassador that is chosen by God on mission to represent Jesus to every single person in your family. That's your school. If you're a student, you are not just a student. No, you are an ambassador that is chosen by God on mission to represent Jesus to your entire campus, to all your classmates, to your fraternity, your sorority, to your teammates, to every single person that's at your school. You are on mission as an ambassador. This week at the grocery store, at the coffee shop, in every restaurant that you go into, at the gym that you work out in, at the gas station that you fill up your car, every single place that you go, everywhere you go, you are an ambassador that is chosen by God to represent Jesus to as many people as possible in our city. You are not, listen to me, a normal Christian. When I read through this book, there is no such thing as a normal Christian. No, you are an ambassador that is sent by God to represent Jesus everywhere you go, carrying the message of reconciliation. Let me nice, let me nice. That is who you are. That is who you are. Sir, that is who you are. Ma'am, that is who you are. You are, that is who you are. And when you know who you are, you will know what to do. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And I want you to ask God right where you're at, just what are you saying to me today? What are you speaking to me right now? Not to anybody else, but to me right now, ask him. Ask him this, what does my response need to be to this message? Maybe he'll give you a next step. Maybe he'll just affirm that of, this, yeah, that, that's who I made you to be. You're an ambassador. And I want to lead you through just a very, uh, two very intentional responses today. And first, let me talk to the Christians that are here the people that have made a decision to follow Jesus. Like you've said yes to grace. You, you 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 have received the free gift of salvation. You're a follower of Jesus, you're a Christian. I've been praying all week that this would be a significant moment for you. And I want you to think right now about all the people that God has put into your life. All the people that God right now has put into your life, at your job, in your family, the friends that you have, your neighbors, the people that you see at the gym and at restaurants and coffee shops, like all the people that you're connected to, maybe even on social media. Here's what we have to understand. Some of those people don't know Jesus. Like right now they're lost, they're far from God and they need what you got. And I want you to know that around here at our church, we take this very seriously. And I was challenged this week and I'm challenging you like to care There's people that are right now that don't know Jesus around you. Listen, you are called to them. You are God's chosen instrument. You are an ambassador that is chosen by God on mission to represent Jesus and help those people experience reconciliation with God. That's who you are. And maybe you're here and you're like, I have not been a good ambassador. But I wanna be. I feel conviction from the Holy Spirit that I wanna be a good, effective ambassador, that I want to represent Jesus well. I want to make a difference everywhere I go. I wanna live my life on mission. I maybe haven't done that in the past, but all that can, can change today. I say yes to representing Jesus, I say yes to helping as many people as possible experience what I've experienced, which is reconciliation with God. And if that's you and you're here and you're like, yes, I want to step in to the identity that God has already spoken over me, that I am an ambassador and I wanna be a good ambassador. If that's you, you just raise your hand, just real quick, raise your hand and say, that's me, that's me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanna pray for you, I wanna pray for you. God, you see every single hand that's up right now, every single person that says, I wanna be a good ambassador. And God, right now, I pray through the power of your Holy Spirit, would you empower us to do that well? I pray that you open up our eyes to see people the way that you see people. Will you open up our eyes to see our city the way that you see our city? Will you open up our eyes to see all the people that you have put along our path and in our life the way that you see them. And God, I just pray that you give us wisdom and direction and clarity of what it looks like to be able to be your ambassador in every space that we go. God, I pray for every single person that right now has a job, that is meeting in person, that is working with teams, that is doing all that. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you empower them to be an amazing representation that you are, that you have called those to be the, your chosen instrument in those spaces, in those places. God, I pray for every single person that has family and friends that are lost and far from you. God, would you help them be your ambassador in their family and their friends? And that's probably the hardest one to do. So God, would you give them courage? Would you give them the like the right words to say, the right timing for when to say those words? And God, I pray that you help something magnetic about not them, but what you've done in their life be so real god would you use us would you use our church in very real ways to be amb- we say yes to who you've called us to be and even maybe in the past where we haven't done it well god we we say that today your 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 mercies are new every morning and today we lean into the conviction to say today everything can change so help us do that in Jesus' name. And then, with every eye still closed and every head bowed, I just, the second thing I just want to just lead you through is maybe you're here and maybe you've never experienced reconciliation with God. See, before you become an ambassador and help other people experience that, you need to get right with God. Maybe you find yourself at church and, like, God is just so far away. He feels like a million miles away. And maybe you've never given him your life or maybe you have before in the past, but today you just need a fresh start. And let me just shoot you straight. If you're here and that's you, before you do anything, you need to give him your life. Like you need to experience what we talked about today, that reconciliation with God. And the, the cool thing is he's done almost all of the hard work to he've done all the heavy lifting to make that happen like he's already sent his son Jesus to pay for your sins so that you could experience that reconciliation now all you have to do is respond to that all you have to do is believe to put your faith in Jesus and receive his grace receive his love receive his forgiveness receive his fresh start. And we want to give you that opportunity right now. We're not going to point you out. We're not going to make you come forward, embarrass you in any way. All I want to do is lead you in a very simple prayer. And if you want to be included in that prayer, like you know you need to experience that reconciliation with God. You need to get right with him. You need to give him your life, whether it's for the first time or it's all over again. If you're here and that's you, I'm gonna gonna ask you when I count to three to put your hand up in the air and say, that's my response today. Would you include me in that prayer? And if you're here and that's you and that's you, that's what God's speaking to you. Hey, get right with me today. On the count of three, put your hand up in the air. One, two, three. If that's you, raise it up, raise it up. I got you, I got you. It's awesome. It's awesome. Anybody Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah, that's great. It's awesome. Put your hands down. Just pray something like this in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I need you. I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. Will you come, live inside me? Will you change me? Will you do what I can't do? Will you make me brand new? I surrender my whole life. I, I give you my life. And today I receive your grace. I receive that fresh start. I receive the reconciliation that's available through Jesus. And today I choose to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Church, can you clap your hands? Come on and celebrate. Come on with all those that just made that decision. It's awesome. It's awesome. We're very proud of you. If there is anything in your life that we can pray for, please visit QueenCityPeople.com slash prayer. For the latest updates on our church, follow us on social media at People or visit QueenCityPeople.com.